This morning's scripture reading is out of Romans chapter 1. It starts off, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart from the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through this, his prophets in the holy scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of those, uh, sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Christ Jesus. To those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Thanks God so much for this morning. God, we do pray for your grace and strength this morning. Grace to change, grace to be encouraged, and God, we do thank you for the fellowship of believers that we have here. And pray for your word that it would be um, active among us in changing our lives this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning and welcome to uh, second service. Going to start off with, uh, oh shoot, don't do that. Ugh. Nobody saw the answers, right? Going to start off with a little game, okay? And I, I do have treats just to kind of encourage you to actually play, okay? And, and, uh, and, and do this. And treats that are sponsored by the kids' ministry. Okay, so thank them and, uh, and uh, serve. So there you go. All right, so I'm going to give you uh, or start giving you a, a blind resume, okay? I'm going to give you some facts about a few people. And once you think you know who that person is, stand up, okay? And those of you that were in both services or the A30 service, obviously you are disqualified. So, and I know who you are, so no cheating. Okay, um, stand up, okay, and then we'll, uh, I'll call on you, and you can say the person's name, okay? There were some really good answers for service, so you guys, uh, I don't know, you got a lot to live up to. Let's put it that way, okay? So, first person, first person. This person was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1963 was a first-round NBA draft pick in 1984. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, won uh, the NBA Rookie of the Year in 1985. There you go. Michael Jordan, good job. That went through a lot more uh, lines than in first service. <clears throat> Uh, was also the Sports Illustrated Man of the Year in 1991. So, all right. This person has received 11 Grammy Awards. They currently reside, maybe not currently, but has lived at least in Tennessee. Ooh, who said that first? All the way in the back, of course. Taylor Swift. Good job. Sorry your Hershey's is broken now, but... Still tastes the same, I'm sure. All right, released first album in 2006 at the age of 16, if you care. All right, this one. Age 45, voiced by Owen Wilson, 
Uh, first name is Montgomery. Lives in Radiator Springs. Come on. And won the Piston Cup seven times. There we go. Jim, good job. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I don't know how you know he's 45, but that's what the Wikipedia says. Uh, all right, one. This next person has won three Golden Globe Awards. Also has three children. I know, that's like a giveaway, dead giveaway. Has starred in currently a six-movie series with more to come next year. A three-time Oscar nominee. And his films have earned over $10 billion dollars in worldwide box office. No, not Harrison Ford. Who's, I heard it. Oh, again, Katie Tice with the Tom Cruise. I heard it. There you go. Good job. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think I threw everybody off with a six-movie series because who knew the Mission Impossible series is all the way up to six movies. There you go. First one was my favorite, but I'm not sure if I've seen them all or not. Uh, last person. Born in Cypress, California in 1975. Played for the University of Stanford. Did say Stanford University. What's that? Nope. Aha, there we go. Who was that? Devin. Somebody back there. Whoops, there's less people to hit in first service. Uh, he's tied for most wins in his uh, respective field at 82. He's also uh, won his most prestigious tournament five times, the Masters, and inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2021. So that's Tiger Woods. All right, so why all of that? Well, we come to the book of Romans. Okay, where Paul is introducing himself to the believers in Rome. So Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7 is where we'll be this morning. And we're talking about authority. Authority to speak. Authority to, uh, to deliver this message. Right? Paul is defending his authority to a certain extent. Those folks that we just went through have a long list of all sorts of accolades, all sorts of accomplishments, right? Things that they have done and kind of give them like some sort of clout, right? In your minds uh, to like maybe speak on some issues or maybe um, just, hey, you know, if somebody's going to give you golf lessons or something like that, right? Like you don't go to Taylor Swift, likely. I don't know. I don't know what how she swings golf club, but I would think that Tiger Woods, if he's telling you how to fix your swing, you're probably listening, right? And you're paying attention. Those people all have accolades. Let me give you another kind of generic example, right? If somebody graduated from Harvard at the top of their class, that person would be what? Yeah, a lawyer, right? Like you'd think of them as a lawyer or something like that, at least a business person at minimum, right? So, something that you would listen to in that field. If they've won their 
uh, if they went to culinary school and maybe one top chef on, on a TV show, you'd probably want to eat their food, right? That'd be somebody that you'd go eat at a restaurant, right? Um, somebody that knows their food. If somebody, their accomplishments and accolades are they can drink a gallon of Mountain Dew in 30 seconds and they can ride a wheelie on a bicycle, that person's a brain surgeon, right? Like, that's what you want them doing. You, you're like, those are your accolades. That's what, you know, I definitely want uh, to have you perform surgery on me, right? That's exactly it, right? No. Paul does the same thing here with the Roman believers. He's giving himself uh, some authority to stand on as he delivers this message that we'll find out later is the power of the gospel. And it's really cool. So he starts off, verse 1, he says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Okay, Paul, a servant. Romans sit there, they say, we've got a lot of servants around here in Rome. None of them are in authority. None of them are leading our community or anything like that. That's not really like high clout, high praise. Okay, so you got to do a little bit better than that, Paul. Paul, a servant. Also called an apostle. Okay, I don't really know what that means, but something, you know. And then, he's, then he gets into the meat of it. He says, set apart for the gospel of God. Set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's better, Paul, right? You set apart for this good news, this gospel that was, uh, that was, um, that has been promised beforehand by the prophets of the Holy Scriptures. The prophets of the Holy Scriptures, Old Testament prophets, you can read about those guys. You can uh, read their accounts of things in history. And some of them are like, Tremendous individuals, right? They're super, they're, they're amazing. They, they really speak truth. They're really bold. Others are kind of just normal people, very timid, whatever. But they all have one thing in common. They had to be 100% correct, right? To be a real prophet of God, what you say has to actually come true. And so he's saying, my message, this gospel that I'm set apart for, was also promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures. This is a message that's been confirmed by people that had to be 100% correct, right? And uh, prophets would be put to death if their message did not come true. And so that is very important. That's a big deal, right? But it's not like, it, it's a great endorsement, right? It's an amazing endorsement. I don't have that endorsement. But here further in verse 3, he says concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So secondly, Paul's message is confirmed by the resurrection from the dead of our Lord Jesus Christ. That 
is powerful. Like, that is a big deal. That is confirmation of a message, right? Nobody else has done that, right? Nobody else has, you know, died and then raised themselves up, right? This is, this is the power of the gospel. Yes, Jesus Christ, through the kingly line of David, he's also the king, but he's confirmed to be God's son because he died and then he rose again from the grave. It's kind of like Paul is like, like this. Um, this is a great clip here. Kind of like the Roman believers are like this guy here. You'll, you'll recognize this clip. I think it's kind of a little funny. Recognize the movie? My kids didn't know what it was. Fail. We did. Can't you read? Read what? The notice. What notice? It's on the door, as plain as the nose on my face. It's it. Oh. Oh. Fail out of order. Please knock. So it's kind of like, you know, bust my buttons, Paul. Finally, you said it. Like, that is the authority by which you have to speak. Why didn't you just say that? Come out and say that in the first place, right? We're already like four verses into this letter. And now we're finally saying, I have the authority to speak because of the, the gospel. The message that I am proclaiming has been confirmed by Jesus Christ who died on the cross and raised from the dead. That's the power of the message. That's the power that I am going to be sharing with you guys. And it's kind of like the ultimate mic drop, right? That, that Paul has. Boom. You know, called according to a guy that has raised from the dead on his own. Okay, yeah. Now I'm listening. Thank you very much, Paul. We appreciate that. And, and uh, he, yes, that makes... Paul is an apostle, right? That does make him special. You know, none of us were confirmed on the road to Damascus and seeing Jesus Christ in that way, right? But we can experience the gospel. And so that, this is a really cool thing for us. If you look at like, uh, starting in verse 5, it says, through whom we, we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. So Paul, in giving his authority 
and giving his accolades to the Roman believers and saying, this is why you should listen to me. This is why my message is important. Also confirms that message to us and confirms our confidence in a lot of things. And so what does that mean for us? What's the results in our life? Well, first, we ought to have confidence in the gospel's work. Okay? Not our own work. It's not what we have natural abilities to do, right? Paul doesn't you know, give all those accolades of what he has the ability to do and say and whatever. It's the gospel, the confirmed word of God that gives us hope to change. The word was confirmed by the resurrection from the dead. If that doesn't give you confidence in what is being said is true, guy's dead, guy's alive. Yep, whatever he says, I'm good with, right? I'm listening to, I'm following um, God's gospel should give us confidence in His work, right? Not our own. Not our own abilities. Um, if, if life was about what we have accomplished and what we have done, boy, you know, that would be, that would be a little tough. Like, I don't know that I've accomplished that much, right? But we can have, I can have confidence in the gospel, Right? We ought to also, secondly, also uh, be able to find purpose in the gospel. Purpose for life in the gospel. Right? So often, um, we reduce ourselves or others right, to some sort of label. Right? We take the most defining trait about somebody right, or ourselves and, and that's what we are, right? This is, this is who you are, right? I'm, I'm a, it could even be something like um, a sin that, you, that you're stuck in, an addiction. If you guys are friends with Andy Biddle on Facebook, you maybe got like a little uh, thing last night that was really cool. It kind of fit with this idea here. It said something like, you know, once an addict, always an addict. Well, that's not true with God. He's the one that can really present real change. I'm very much not saying it exact how it was. I don't remember what it was. It just stuck out in my mind. And, um, but that's kind of the idea, right? Like, you don't have to be just that one thing that you maybe are maybe are defined, you know, you would define yourself by. It could be something that you do at work, right? My name is John, but I'm also a, a carpenter. That doesn't mean, like, that's my whole purpose in life, and that's the only thing I do, because if that's the case, like, I, I'm not going very far, right? Like, that, that is a kind of a, um, I don't know, it's a mundane life, right? Like, there's got to be more to our life and our purpose. You know, like even I have a pretty decent accomplishment in my life. I have six kids, right? That's pretty, like, hey, that's, that's a lot of kids. And you evidently have some sort of patience or, you know, whatever. And it's very virtuous of you to bring six people, you know, six additional people into this world and stuff like that. But that's not even really that great of an accomplishment here at church, like we have another, even another pastor, 
here has six kids on our church. So it's like, that's, if that were like the accomplishment or what I have as a purpose in life, that's, that doesn't go very far. That doesn't get me very far. And so we ought to be able to now find purpose in the gospel. Um, we need to put our faith and trust in that God has made us who we are, and by grace, God, he saves us, changes us, gives us over to the power to overcome sin and its results, and he gives us power to live for him. Thirdly, we ought to have confidence in our words. Confidence in our words of encouragement, confidence in our words of advice, confidence that there is real truth, not just opinions, political opinions, things like that out there, that we have confidence uh, that when we speak, right, if speaking from the Word of God, that is con- uh, confirmed by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That's a big deal. Paul's saying that that's a big deal. His message has power, has power to change, has power to do all sorts of things in somebody's life and changes them and gives them purpose. Okay, Not reducing them to just one thing or a label or whatever. You could be different. You could change. You don't have to be stuck in the same spot that you are right now. God can do a, great, a, a really great work in your life. If you don't know Christ this morning as your personal Savior, and you're searching in this world for purpose, you're trying to find it, you're trying to get something, you're trying to do something with your life, you're like me and like a lot of other people that were in in that spot. We're all searching in the wrong places, right? Looking for purpose, looking for worth, looking for truth, but you're unable to do it on your own. And that's the point. You can't. Because, sin, because of sin and its result, nobody can come to God. We have the need for a Savior, Jesus Christ. One that has conquered the effects and results of sin. Jesus Christ. You need to humble yourself, put your faith and trust in His work and His release from death. Romans is going to be a roadmap of how we get there. And this is just the introduction to the power of the gospel of God that Paul is giving here and saying that we need to pay attention to Paul because his words, his, his, uh, his gospel that he is going to be given is confirmed, yes, through the prophets, but, but more so from the resurrection of, from the dead of Jesus Christ. Um. We need to have confidence this morning. Confidence in our importance, our life's importance to God based on the gospel and not just what we do. Don't define yourself. Don't define yourself as what you do or what you what one trait that you have is, okay? Define yourself as a gospel representative. Somebody that's been saved. Somebody that has been changed. And find your truth and 
authority to speak to one another, to your kids, to uh, a, a um, classmate if you're in school, a, uh, a co-worker. Find the confidence to speak truth because there is absolute truth. And it's found in the word of God and not just out there, right? The world's view of truth is that it's whatever. It's just whatever. And so you can't speak confidently, but we can this morning. And that's what Paul is getting at here when he introduces himself and gives himself uh, uh, these accolades and saying that the, the message that he is going to give has been confirmed by the power of to raise someone from the dead. That's pretty big. That's pretty important. Let's close. Thank you, God, so much this morning for your message. Thank you for the introduction to Romans. Thank you for Paul and his um, concern for truth and his concern for uh, the power of the gospel in our lives. God, I pray that um, if, if a believer this morning, like myself, that I would have confidence in, um, in you and your work and not my own. God, I pray that I would have confidence in the words that I speak, that they come from your, work, your scriptures, and that they have been confirmed by somebody who can raise themselves from the dead and abolish the effects of sin and separation from you for all eternity. God, and if, I'm, if, if there's a non-believer this morning, somebody that doesn't know you, God, I pray that they would come to you this morning. Pray that they would see themselves as a sinner searching for purpose in life, searching for answers. Don't feel like they can do it themselves, which is very true. God, that they would look to you, that they would place their faith and trust in Jesus for their salvation this morning. In your name I pray. Amen.